0: Now, Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on
1: 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. Okay, so we've elected the absolute dumbest people in the world to uh, represent us. And and I I mean this, we literally... Elected the dumbest people in the world to represent us. Okay, so I'm gonna um I'm gonna go through this kind of like one by one because it's it's kind of funny and it's kinda sad. And it's Friday and I want to be funny. I don't wanna be sad. I mean, we're gonna have a good time today. We got twisted view today. Be Large, guess who's in today? We got a full panel. So we're gonna have Ross Kaminsky from over at the mansion. We're in the double wide trailer here at the Mountain Vista parking lot, uh park uh trailer park. We just put a new deck on the double wide though, right? So we're 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 styling now. Um, but Ross Kaminsky's from the 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 big mansion in the gated neighborhood across the across the street, KOA. He'll be here. We have Christian Toto from Hollywood and Toto, the author of Virtue Bombs, How Hollywood Got Woke and Lost It. So. We got Arod, Mandy Connell's producer. He's coming in, but only for half an hour because he has to go get a Manny Petty at three thirty. So and then we've got B Large. And of course, Kel-Kel helping out. So we're going to have some fun today. I I want to know, I'll just I'll just preview this. I, we're going to talk about some annoying behaviors that people get engage in in public, like the most annoying behavior that people engage in in public, and then we're going to try to come up with punishments for them. Because I think this is an important thing that we should do, where we're going to convene the man court, and we're going to take care of some stuff. We have some grievances to deal with. So that's coming up uh at uh three or three o'clock so anyway but we'll get into all that but let me start with this one this one is maybe look it's going to get progressively dumber when you hear these audio sound bites they're going to get progressively dumber these are people who are actually elected to lead our country and as i play these sound bites they're going to get progressively dumber we're going to start with the president of the united states joe mcsniffles biden um and he he (laughs) I mean, I, I want to say, I mean, I, all you can do is laugh at this. Niagara
2: Republicans are calling for defunding the police departments and defunding the FBI now. That's a good one. I like that
1: one. Have you? Okay, first of all, they, they are calling for defunding the FBI but there's a reason for that but if, have you heard first of all I love this whole thing It's like everything about our political system right now that that's broken is this sort of you're on the red team or you're on the blue team and nothing else matters like actual intellectual honesty actual discussion of issues doesn't matter we're not doing that so now we're just lumping everybody together now if you disagree with Joe Biden about crashing the American economy because that's what he wants to do if you disagree with him he calls you a MAGA Republican because that's that's a bad moniker now. MAGA Republicans. But have you... All of that aside, what exactly is a MAGA Republican? We know what they mean. I mean, what they mean is anybody who's supported to Trump is a MAGA Republican. But what they really mean is anybody who disagrees with them about anything is a MAGA Republican. That's what they really mean. But, but MAGA Republican... Have you heard a single Republican call for defunding the police they're calling for they're calling for the defunding of the FBI or in some cases to dismantling of it like Vivek Ramaswamy who is not a Trump Republican but he is a Republican running for for President of the United States.
0: Today, I'm ready to announce the second government agency that I will shut down in this country. We should have done it 60 years ago. It's hurt Republicans and Democrats alike. We're going to get it done. It's finally time to shut down the FBI in America. But the
1: reason for that is because the FBI has been caught red-handed doing all kinds of bad things with political motives. That's why they're talking about shutting it down. And also, constitutionally, we were never supposed to have a federal police force. So there's that. But there's no Republican that's talking about defunding the police. Here's what's funny about, and here this is when I say it's dumb, like you have to be colossally dumb to actually fall for this, to actually believe.
2: MAGA Republicans are calling for defunding the police department.
1: Right, like you have to be colossally dumb to believe that statement because here's, here's what, I, I don't know, I'm not a fly on the wall in these meetings, but part of me says they have to be sitting there going, Oh, my God, we're getting our asses kicked in the polls over this defund the police movement. I've got an idea. Let's go out and accuse the
2: Republicans of doing it. Okay.
1: And they do. I mean, does that... MAGA
2: Republicans are calling for defunding the police (laughs) department.
1: CNN asked Joe Biden, isn't your husband a little too old to be president? No,
2: your husband is 80 years old. Mm -hmm. If he wins a second term, he would be 82 at inauguration. What do you say to those people who say maybe he's too old to be president? Are those fair questions and conversations to be having?
3: I say, look at what he's done. You know, look at what he's doing.
1: Uh, you sure you want to say that? <laughs> you sure you want to say that?
3: Look at how um, physically he's got the good bill of health from the doctors.
1: Oh, you mean when he fell off the bike?
3: his physicals but how many 30 year olds could travel to poland get on the train go nine more hours go to ukraine meet with president Zelensky?
1: well i don't think any of them can meet with president Zelensky. but in terms of the physical rigors of what you just described uh, all of them <laughs> all of all of them i mean i i think pretty much all 40 year olds could handle a day like that what are, you, what are you doing? What are you saying? She knows her husband's too old to run for president again and too old to be president right now. She knows her husband is facing failing health and dementia. She knows her husband doesn't know currently what room of the White House he's in. She's sitting there Talking to this CNN reporter wondering, is he into the refrigerator again trying to get more pudding? Or has he got his head upside down in the toilet bowl in the bathroom? Like, we don't know which of those two things, but both are entirely viable options with this president. He could, in fact, be blowing bubbles in the toilet bowl in the presidential Oval Office bathroom. We don't know. Anyway, all right, so we'll get into this because this is fun. I love this. Where do I start? Uh, oh, let's start with this one. So Representative Daniel Goldman, a Democrat. So they had this this hearing. We played a little bit of the audio yesterday, but I pulled some more of it today because it's just awesome. So this is dumbassery soundbite number one. Representative Daniel Goldman is a Democrat, and uh, they're having these hearings. They've got uh, Matt Taibbi and um, uh, what's his first name? Schellenberger. What is Schellenberger's first name? We've had him on the program before. He ran for governor of California. He's a former leftist activist who worked for Soros. Isn't it Michael Michael Schellenberger yes thank you. I had a little brain fart right there speaking of dumbassery, um, he, he worked f- he's actually from Colorado, lives in San Francisco, worked for Soros organizations for a long time and then he realized wait a minute this stuff is really ridiculous and he wrote a book called San Francisco How leftist policies are destroying America's great cities and it, it hit home. I mean it hit home hard. well he's gotten into some of this censorship stuff. And he's a journalist now and has been in his career, but he also ran for governor of California. So, anyway, they're in this hearing. It's chaired by Jim Jordan. And Representative Daniel Goldman, the, the Democrat, claims in this hearing that there is zero evidence of direct government censorship of Americans' rights to express themselves, to which hilarity ensues in the form of said direct evidence. About
0: Twitter. Twitter, and even with Twitter, you cannot find actual evidence of any direct government censorship of any lawful speech. And when I say lawful, I mean non-criminal speech, because plenty I'll give of you speech one. is non-criminal.
1: I'll give- uh, okay, hold on a second. He's going to just tear into him in a second, but I'm like, what did he just say? Because plenty of speech is non-criminal? Basically, 99.9% of speech is non-criminal.
2: When the gentleman's time to expire, I'd ask you to consent to enter into the record the following email from Clark Humphrey, Executive Office of the Presidency, White House Office, January 23rd, 2021, that's the Biden administration, 439 a.m. Hey, folks, this goes to... Um, Twitter, hey, folks, wanted to – use the term Mr. Mr. – used, they use the term Mr. Mr. Goldman just used. Wanted to flag the below tweet, and I'm wondering if we can get moving on the process for having it removed ASAP. Boom. That is – Do you read awesome. the below tweet? And then if we can keep an eye out for tweets that fall in this same genre, uh, genre that would be great. This is a tweet on ve- the very issue that Mac, uh, Thomas, uh, Can you pass about
1: That is, okay, So, so basically he says, you don't have any evidence of the government directly demanding the censorship of Americans. And Jim Jordan goes, hold on, hold my beer. Here's the email. It's from the White House. And what's interesting about that, when you listen to the wording of the email, it's, does it, to you, does it not sound as though... There's an ongoing reciprocal relationship between the White House and Twitter. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing today? Great sandwiches at the lunch yesterday. Could we get rolling on our process for this ASAP? And also everything else that's like it that criticizes us? <laughs> that's, you have to be a royal. Plus, here's the thing. This is the reason why I play this. You have to be a royal dumbass. Because all of the facts are out there. It doesn't matter what you feel about it. The only thing left to argue over is whether or not you agree the government should censor people or not. There is no discussion whatsoever about whether or not the government involved itself in suppressing free speech. That's not even a question anymore. It's not even evidential and circumstantial. It's real. It's proved. It's been exposed. So the question we need to be debating now is, are you on the side of government should be able to censor this speech or are you on the side of, no, we have free speech? That's the only thing left. You have to be a colossal dumbass to believe or even to say, because you can't possibly believe it because you've been staring at it. You're sitting on a committee that's been looking at it. You can't possibly believe what you're saying when you say that there's no evidence that the government directly interfered with people's freedom. That is insane. Okay, uh, let me go to the next one. Uh, let's see. Do I want to do the threesome thing yet, or don't take that out of context? Be large. Stop it. I see you. Um, let's go to the part of okay. This is so there was a, there was a um, there was an exchange between Representative Sylvia Garcia. Uh, some of the Republicans, Representative Stacy Plaskett, those two representatives, both Democrats and Goldman, I think was involved in this too. Uh, but it was an exchange. I'm just going to play it because you have to hear it.
3: Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I mean, I get that last time. I apologize, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mr. Taibbi, um, I want to follow up a little bit on the ranking members' questions. Uh, when was the first time that Mr. Musk approach you about writing uh, uh, the Twitter files?
4: Again, Congresswoman, that would
3: uh, I just need a date, sir.
4: But I can't give it to you, unfortunately, because this, this is a question of sourcing, and I don't give up, I'm it's a journalist, I don't reveal my source. It's a question of
3: source, it's a question of chronology.
4: No, that's a question because of source. Because you
3: earlier said that, that someone had sent you through the internet some message about whether or not you would be interested in some information.
4: Yes, and I refer to that person
1: as a source.
3: So you're not going to tell us when Musk first approached you?
1: Uh, he doesn't have to because he's a journalist and he doesn't have to say anything about his sources, even if you think you know who the source is, and even if you think you're right about the source. He doesn't have to say anything.
4: Again, Congressman,
1: when you're asking me, you re- yes you're not. asking a journalist to reveal so a source. So then
3: you consider something. Mr. Musk to be the direct source of all this?
4: Uh, you can't ask that, or at least he doesn't have to answer it. No, now you're you're trying to get me to say that he is the source. I, I, I,
1: well, I just can't either answer Well, if he is or he answers. isn't,
3: if you're telling me you can't answer because it's your source, well, then that the only logical conclusion. No,
1: he can't. <laughs> okay, this is about to get really funny because everyone in the room understands what's happening here except for her, uh, Representative Stacey Plaskett, and Representative Daniel Goldman. So these three Democrats are the only three people in the room that have no freaking clue what is actually being discussed here
3: is that he is in fact your source
1: well you're free to conclude that
3: well sir i just don't understand you can't have it both ways but
5: let's move on because well, no he can. he's can't he's a journalist he it can't it because either musk is the source and he can't talk about it or musk is not the source and if Musk is not the source, then he can discuss his the No one has yielded. The gentlelady's out of order. You don't and get to speak. out of order because he's The is not recognized. not
3: He has not said that. What he has said is he's not
2: going chairman. to reveal his source. And the I fact that Democrats are pressuring him to do so is such a We're asking him about
5: his conversations with Musk.
1: This is what happens when our education system fails, folks. This is why we should have gotten involved in what they're teaching our kids a long damn time ago. We failed. Because now we're electing these these people. Journalists do not have to reveal their source. It's part of the key crux of freedom of the press, which is part of the First Amendment. What's ironic about this is that this entire uh, hearing is about a violation of the First Amendment. And the people that are on the left, like I honestly feel like that the left should have, the Democrats probably should have done a better job like IQ testing their candidates, but they also should have done a better job selecting who was going to sit on this par- this this committee because these people are dumb. Now, the, they probably put them on there because they know that the mainstream media is not going to cover this because the mainstream media can't cover this because they're part of it. They would be covering themselves. All right, so now we come to one of my favorite bites of this entire discussion, and it's back to Representative Sylvia Garcia First of all, she needs to learn how to use Google because she doesn't understand there was a third reporter, Barry Weiss, who uh, is a former uh, New York Times editor and now is an independent journalist. And she is a leftist, just like Matt Taibbi and Mark Schellenberg, uh, Mike Schellenberger. These three people are all on the left side of the political aisle, by the way. Just want to make that very clear. They're not right wing people. They're not conservatives. They're not libertarians. They are on the right hand side or left hand side of the political aisle. These are leftists. So these Democrats are kind of eating their own on, on, in terms of ideology, but this is a hilarious exchange.
3: ...by a friend, Barry Weiss.
1: My friend, Barry Weiss.
3: So this friend works for Twitter, or what is, what is her... Um...
0: She's a journalist.
3: Sir, I didn't ask you a question. I'm, I'm now asking Mr. Schellenberger a question. Please yes, ma'am. Barry interrupt. Weiss is a journalist. I'm sorry, sir?
0: She's a journalist. She's... Okay, let me
1: pause it here, and then I'm going to back it up and play the whole thing because you got to hear the context.
0: This, do you ever see Four
1: Christmases? No, you need to see that movie. There's a scene in there where Vince Vaughn is getting beaten up by Tim McGraw and John Favreau, who are acting as his brothers, and they tag their little kids in. And one of their little kids jumps on, uh, J- uh, on Vince Vaughn, and he's like beating him. And, and he's like, hey, stop, stop, stop. And the kid's like, Google me, Barbara. Like, Sylvia needs to freaking Google Barry Weiss. Or Weiss. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I know who she is.
0: That's what matters.
3: Journalist, do you work in concert with her?
2: Um, yeah.
3: Do you know when she first uh, was contacted by Mr. Musk?
0: I, I don't know.
3: You don't know. So you're in this as a threesome? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Um, was there was awkward. many more people involved than that.
3: There was many more people involved with it. <laughs> Schellenberger is laughing at this point. Are you being paid to be here today either through consulting fees, yeah. no. campaign no. contributions to the next run? Like, the Both, Absolutely not. Do you have an interview scheduled after this? Time is
2: expired.
0: Absolutely not.
1: Both like. Schellenberger and Taibbi are trying not to bust out laughing in an actual congressional hearing because of was this. Was
3: contacted by Mr.
0: Musk. I, I don't know.
3: You don't know. So you're in this as a threesome?
0: Awkward. I wish you could see the video. I've got more, and
1: I've got the dumbest of the dumb moments. Plus, what is it? What are you when you don't want to see Epstein's client list and hold them accountable? What does that make you? We'll have that question as well. Plus, Twisted View coming up. I'm Leland Conway, 630K, How Denver's Talk Station.
0: we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: And now, back to more Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on 630 KHOW, Denver's Talk Station. All right. 630 KHOW, Denver's Talk Station. I'm Leland Conway. Uh, text the show. Text me directly, Leland, at 57739 it's right into my inbox, Leland at five seven seven three nine. Um, let's see, ninety one thirty nine says Leland, the first lady is guilty of elder abuse. She likes being the first lady too much to give it up. Doesn't care enough about her husband to take care of him. It may be that, or it might be, it might be that she's actually running the country and she wants to. I mean, he's her proxy, and she just wants him to run again so she can keep running the country. Uh, that might be it too. I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right, so I'm going to play another soundbite here. This is the, this is the uh, winner of the dumbassery prize of the day because we've been playing a bunch of soundbites that illustrate how literally stupid the people are who run our country that we have elected. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I have one more before I get to the greatest one. Um, yeah, this is actually Democrat Representative Stacey Plaskett. And you got to hear this because, okay, keep in mind, this hearing and this congressional hearing is about government censoring people by partnering with big tech and private companies. And it's about the government stopping people's opinions about key important issues that involve matters of life and death. So we all have a right to talk about these things. And this is about the government stopping us from talking about these things. And here is what Democrat Representative Stacey Plaskett thinks of that.
5: Mr. Chairman, I'm not exaggerating when when I say That you have called before you two witnesses who pose a direct threat to people who oppose them.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) This is, she's talking about Matt Taibbi and, and Michael Schellenberger. Again, remember, these are leftists, both of them. Both of these guys are leftists, okay? These people do, in fact, she is correct. They do, in fact, represent a direct threat to the people who oppose them because the people who oppose them is Representative Stacy Plaskett and the Democrats who have engaged in supporting the government shenanigans in this area. So to the extent that that is, in fact, what the press is supposed to be, is a direct threat to the elite who want to take power through corruption. That's the whole point of the fourth estate. It always has been. It's the reason the Founding Fathers wrote the First Amendment the way they wrote it. It was intended to keep them in check, and they knew this. The First Amendment, I've told you this before, You know, everybody gets caught up in the whole freedom of speech thing. And as I've said before, the First Amendment is so much more than freedom of speech. It's so much more, and, and we can list the rights that are enumerated in it, religion, press, expression, gathering together, you know, protests, all that good stuff. But all of that circles around to come together to represent the individual identity of each and every American. So in other words, the First Amendment is about your ability and your God-given right to express yourself, your personhood, your personal agency. It is the personal agency amendment. That's what it is. And part of that is allowing the press which is supposed to act on behalf of us, the people, against the powers that be. The press is always supposed to be that arm of society that is designed to keep the power elite in check so that they are held honest. So in that sense, Representative Stacey Plaskett is 100% correct. The two men sitting there are part of a very small pool of actual journalism left who represent a direct threat to corruption and power that is being um being that, that 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 she and her friends in the Democratic Party have been engaging in. So yeah, but the fact that she said it that way that she's she she's so stupid like literally she's so dumb that she thinks she's making a profound point. When in rea- reality, what she's saying is, these two guys represent a direct threat to my ability to censor those with whom I disagree. And she said that, bald right in front of everybody. It's really stunning. All right, now, this is the winner of the dumbassery of the day. This is uh, Representative Debbie Wasserman Schultz from Florida. She used to be one of the top spokespeople for the Democratic Party, and she sort of fell off by the wayside a little bit. And we haven't heard much from her, so she must not be in the good graces of the, uh, the, the elite within the party because she got stuck on this committee that they assume nobody's going to pay any attention to. But she decided, she came in, and she had uh, this big poster of Joe Rogan, the podcaster. And she had it behind her as her prop. And what she's insinuating here is that because both Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi have been guests of Joe Rogan, they are therefore unqualified to engage in approved state-sanctioned journalism. So she's making, she's got her prop behind her, which is a big picture of Joe Rogan's face doing his podcast. Now, well, I'll play the bite and then we'll kind of get into this. Well, no, no, I got to say this first because the bite goes a different direction. So... Joe Rogan has what maybe 10 million listeners nationwide bigger than all three of the big three networks plus Fox News CNN and NBC MSNBC combined in terms of news programming it's one of the largest single media audiences in the country Joe Rogan is left of center again we have another leftist who has become the target this is if you're a leftist right now I love you to death I really do I don't care what you're ideology is. If you're, if you've taken the time to listen to this program, I, I, I appreciate you more than words, but when I'm telling you this stuff, I'm not making it up. So you really have to, if you've been a, if you've been at home in the Democrat party, I'm not telling you to become a Republican. What I'm telling you to do is to leave the Democrat party, do what I did. I left the Republican party, leave the Democrat party. And begin to act as an independent-minded person. Believe whatever you want to believe. Hold the beliefs that you have true. And when it comes down to having to make that choice from a vote standpoint, yeah, vote for whatever represents you the most. But understand that this party will come after you when you get in their way. And I say this as a conservative slash libertarian who has many friends on the left who I, I, I dearly love and I respect and I engage in deep conversation with because they, like me, share some core values that extend beyond ideology to this idea that we as the people are, are set to determine our own way in this world and that we get to determine who our government is and our government cannot stifle our opinions. So if you're a Democrat listening to this program, I'm not telling you to leave leftism in terms of your thought process. I'm telling you to leave the party because it doesn't care about you. Because here's a Democrat literally going after three in this statement, three separate people who are left of center because she doesn't like that they support the idea of free speech.
5: Rogan, yes or no? Yes or no?
1: Yes. I love this because... because I, I love this because this, this is a... Did you go on Joe Rogan? Yes or no? Like, that's supposed to be a sin. You, you went on a leftist podcast. Yes or no? Yes or no? Can you imagine if a Republican was doing this? Yes or no? Yes or no? Answer my question.
5: Now, you crossed that line with the Twitter files. No. Elon Musk, it's my time. Please do not interrupt me.
1: Okay, she's supposed to be asking questions of this person on the panel because that's what they're doing. They're witnesses. They're testifying. It's my time. Don't interrupt me.
5: Alaskan Elon Musk spoon fed Elon Musk.
1: Everybody is laughing at her. You hear that? She's up. She's supposed to be interviewing this person. This is Matt Taibbi that she's talking to directly. She's supposed to be asking Matt Taibbi questions to get to the truth about whether or not the government. Again, you could be from the. This is. This is. I'm going to say this before I play the rest of the soundbite. This is one of those topics, this is why I told you yesterday, there's not any bigger threat to democracy, if you want to call it that, or a republic, there's no bigger threat to it than this. Not Russia, not China, not TikTok, not MAGA, not Trump, none of those things, none of those things come even close to comparing to the threat that our republic is under right now as we speak, and part of the evidence of that is because this is a panel of government officials, elected representatives, who are supposed to be getting to the bottom of whether or not the U.S. government intervened and, and stifled people's First Amendment right. This is something that it doesn't matter if you had 10 Democrats, 8 Democrats, 2 Democrats. Every single person on this committee should agree. But instead, Wasserman Schultz decides she's going to use it as a time to make a dumbass statement and make herself look like an absolute utter fool while she's supposed to be asking questions of a journalist.
5: Spoon fed the Twitter files. No. Elon Musk, it's my time, please do not interrupt me. Elon Elon Musk spoon fed you his cherry picked information, which you must have suspected promotes a slanted viewpoint or at the very least generates another right wing conspiracy theory. You violated your own standard and you appear to have benefited from it. Before the release of emails in, of the emails in August of last year, you had six hundred sixty-one thousand Twitter followers. After the Twitter files, your followers doubled, and now it's three times what it was last August.
1: Hold on a second. I'm just going to interject here. How stupid do you have to be that this is your take, Matt Taibbi, former Rolling Stone? journalist now independent journalist because he got tired of being told what to do and what to write by the leftist elite like a Debbie Wasserman Schultz who can pick up the phone and tell the Washington Post what to write and they'll do it for her he got tired of that world so he goes out he becomes an independent journalist and he breaks actual real stories that matter to you and me and as a result of that people gravitate to him why because they want to hear the truth and her great take on this her hot take on this is you benefited from that yeah yeah, you idiot. He benefited from telling the truth. Why don't you try it sometime, you dumbass?
5: I imagine your Substack readership, which is a subscription, increased significantly because of the work that you did for Elon Musk. Now, I'm not asking you to put a dollar figure on it, but it's quite obvious that you've profited from the Twitter files. You hit the jackpot on that Vegas slot machine to which you referred. That's true, isn't it?
1: Okay, I'm going to pause it again because this is, again, this is the absolute, this is the lowest level of dumbassery. What a despicable person. First of all, it's none of her damn business how much money Matt Taibbi made. And if he made money from telling the truth, I hope it's more than she's ever seen in her life.
4: I've also reinvested.
1: You've a made lot- some.
5: No, 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 no. Is it true that you have profited since you were, rece- were the recipient of the Twitter files? You've made money. Yes or no?
1: Can I ask a question? Because she's a real A-dub. I don't know how else to put it. I mean, she's really bearing herself as a total a dub, right? If I'll ask you, be large, if your job was a journalist, okay, that was what you did. You reported for a local newspaper, the Gazette or the Post. Uh huh. And you got paid, what did you get paid for?
0: What did I get paid for?
1: Yeah. If you got paid as a journalist, what did you get paid for? Reporting the news. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> Getting the
0: information. That's your out. job.
1: I thought right. I didn't know you were supposed to do it for free. Right. I didn't know you were oh, you wrote a story about Governor Polis B large. Right. Clearly you benefited from that. She's a total A dub.
5: I Very think it's probably question. a wash, honestly. No, you've you, you have made money that you did not have before, correct? But
4: I've also spent money that I didn't have okay. before. I just hired my, a whole uh, group of people uh, to patently obvious
5: it. answer, reclaiming my time. Attention is a powerful drug. She's just reading eyeballs, money, prominence, attention, all of it points to problems with accuracy and credibility, and the larger point, which is social media companies are not biased against conservatives, and if anything, they ignore
1: My God, okay, Th- this whole thing reminds, this scene reminds me of the scene in uh, Casino, or not Casino, uh, Sky- Skyfall, Daniel Craig, James Bond movie, the third of the three, um, He where the, the M is being forced to testify about you know, MI6 and what they do. And there's a lady that sounds very much like Debbie Wasserman Schultz. And she's just going on and on and on reading a prepared statement. And Ralph Fiennes, who plays, um, I don't know, the home secretary or whatever, he's sitting up there and he goes, please, excuse me. Might we, for the sake of variety, actually hear from the witness. <laughs> right. Anyway, that's the winner. For the dumbassery, I got I got one bonus clip when we continue. I am Leland Conway, six thirty K how Denver Stock Station. Oh, I don't have time for my bonus cut. We may be able to play it on Monday. It's all right. Six uh, thirty K how Denver Stock Station. I'm Leland Conway. You can text the show directly five seven seven three nine. Uh, a couple texts came in. Leland uh, Rush always referred to her as Debbie Blabbermouth Schultz. She's certainly still living up to the name. Uh, seventy three sixty two says Leland. I call her Debbie Worthlessman Schultz. <laughs> uh, then uh, seventeen thirteen says you should be required to have a triple digit IQ to hold an elected office. I don't know about that. You should just be required to know how to put your pants on one leg at a time and just not be an absolute complete dumbass. That's kind of the main thing. I don't know. Again, I I care less about. Well, I mean, I do care about like what they think because obviously I'm. I'm for liberty and I'm always going to fight for liberty. But I mean, it's just like we have idiots and we keep electing idiots. So, well, next hour is going to be idiots, me and three others. Well, be large, I guess we're going to count you as our fifth idiot. So we've got A-Rod, Mandy Connell's producer. He's here until he has to go get his mani-pedi. Uh, we've got Ross Kaminsky and we've got Christian Toto. So it should be fun. And then I guess kel going to herd the cats because that's what it's going to be like for the next hour. We talk about your favorite childhood treat, punishments for people who do stupid things in public, and much, much more on Twisted Views. Keep it tuned right here, six thirty K out Denver Stock Station.
3: With the lucky landsluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear
4: runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.